0: There's somebody in here that needs an anointing of increase on your life that starts today. The next level blessing that starts today. God didn't want it to wait till September, the, the last Sunday in September for you. He wanted it released over you today. So I'm here to release it over you today as I'm receiving it from him today. Hallelujah. I want us to look at five prophetic steps to going to the next level. Anytime God tells us something to do, I want to do it in His Word because His Word has power. He has sent forth His Word and healed our diseases. He has sent forth His Word to provide everything that God desires done on earth as it is in heaven. So we need to get the Word on Him. So here in Isaiah 54, we're looking at these five prophetic steps of going to the next level. And he says, Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. He said, if you'll take this prophetic word and walk in it and talk in it and act in it, he says, your descendants are going to be blessed by it. That what you do for me will not only affect you, but will affect the generations that are coming after you. Now, that's a, that's a powerful word coming to one who is barren coming into the midst of barrenness because barrenness means to be unfulfilled. It means to be unfruitful. It means not to produce barrenness. I've got a picture of the desert here. It's kind of a barren place where there's not much happening there. It's, it's unfulfilled, it's unfruitful, it's unproductive. That's barrenness. There's somebody in here, you're experiencing some desert in your life. You're experiencing some dry season in your life. You're, you're, you've got maybe a little a uh, 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 spot here or spot there, but the majority of your life is dry and unfulfilled and unfruitful and unproductive. Well, God wants to put a word like putting rain in the desert so that the desert will bloom again. He wants to put the water of His Word on your situation so it'll begin to produce, so that it'll begin to fulfill, so that it'll begin to be productive in the advancing of the kingdom of God. So we're here to release that word today so that uh, if you're in a season where you're unfulfilled and if you're in a season where you're not producing and if you're in a season where you're not fruitful, you're going to start seeing the results of God turn the situation around. Somebody needs to just say it right now. My situation is turning around. Turn it, Lord. Turn it, Lord. Because the frustration is going to go and fulfillment and satisfaction is going to come in Jesus' name because barrenness does not intimidate God. Barrenness tries to intimidate us, but barrenness does not intimidate God. And here the prophet, he releases the word on how to break out of barrenness, how to break out of that dry season. And God said, it's time for you to move into a new season of breaking forth, going to the right and going to the left, an expansion process. Hallelujah. So please hear me. The prophetic word of God is coming against the old mindset of barrenness. You know that barren mindset that says if God wants it to change, he will do it. Let me tell you what, that's not what the prophet said here. God says, I want things to change, but you got to participate in it. you got to be a person of faith in activating and appropriating what God has said and already done. So he gives us these uh, prophetic steps of going to the next level and that's what I want to release over you right now in the name of Jesus so that you you say well I'm at a good place God wants it better you said I'm at an influential influential place God wants you to give you more influence you say well I'm at a powerful place God wants to give you more power you say well I'm at a I'm at a wealthy place God wants to put more wealth in and through your life for the expansion of his kingdom do you hear what I'm saying He wants you to go to the next level. And the first thing He said to us from the prophet is you need to enlarge the place of your tent. You need to enlarge the place of your tent. Don't shrink back, don't hold back, don't sit back, don't draw back, but believe God and believe His Word and begin to enlarge, move towards enlargement. You need to say, God, you're enlarging me. I am not going to be the limit. I am not going to be the hesitation. I'm not going to be the one that doesn't have the faith to believe of going to this enlarged mindset. He wants you to have a mindset of enlargement. Because there's too many folks, I've met them, I've met them, let me tell you what, they have too small, uh, um, they have a small-minded mentality. I don't know if you've ever met them before. You know, and I don't know where they get that from, other than the enemy, because the enemy doesn't want us to fulfill the purpose and destiny that God has for us. Let me tell you what, there is, what, six, going on seven billion people in this world, if not more, and the, God loves every one of them. Every one of them he loves. And has everyone been reached with the gospel message of Jesus Christ? No, they have not. Has everyone been touched by the loving hand of God through his ministry, the church here on earth? No. There is so much work to be done. And we say, well, we can go to India or we can go to Africa or we can go to Asia we can go somewhere else and do it. And it needs to be done there. But let me tell you what, there are people right here in our neighborhoods, right here in the marketplace that we do ministry in uh, that have not uh, had the touch of God. They have not heard the voice of God and they've not had the light of God shine upon them through a man or a woman of God. And it's time for you to enlarge it's time for you to be used by God to reach a greater uh, uh, area of influence around your life. They've got to do away with this small-minded thinking. This is, you know, what people say, you know, you know, I'm, I'm happy, my four and no more. Let me tell you what, it's, it's a whole lot more involved When you stand before God, and then we talked about the judgments uh, last week, there is a judgment that we Christians will even stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we'll be given rewards, but that which was not done and that which was done in vain will be wood, hay, and stubble to be burned up. There's no reward for it. God is keeping records, he says. Books are being written in heaven about what we're doing uh, with the resources and the time and the talents and all that he has given us on this earth. So small-mindedness is the devil trying to keep us holding back and not giving unto God what God deserves. He deserves all of you. You've got personality that's not yet been tapped into. Great personality that needs to come forth. You need to enlarge your personality. You say, well, I've just been told all my life that I'm this. Well, you need to stop listening to what you've been told and hear what God is saying about you. God says, I made you in my image. You say, well, I'm just a backwards person. God's not a backwards person. You say, well, I'm just an introvert and I don't like people. God loves people. You say, well, well, I'm just, I'm just not that good at anything. You were created in the image of God and he's good in everything so you need to enlarge your mindset of who you are in Christ and you would rise up in your gifts and talents there's better in you there's more in you let me tell you what. and the anointing of God is on this house to release the anointing of God lifts burdens and destroys yokes so it's destroying every yoke that's been holding you back and it's lifting every burden off of you so you have no excuse to be and to soar into the heights of that which God has created you to do and don't hang around small-minded people because the, you know, they've they're got a weakness. They are a megaphone for the devil. You don't call them the devil, but they're a megaphone for the devil. The devil's using them to try and, and make you have that small thinking, that limited thinking. We need to listen to not, to not what they are saying. We need to listen to what God is saying. And God is saying, in Lord, your tent enlarge your tent enlarge your thinking enlarge your praying enlarge your growing enlarge your influence enlarge your witness enlarge your vision enlarge your giving enlarge your effectiveness enlarge is what the word of god is saying for this season and as we're going into this fall season and there are the three uh, feasts of the fall feast that have not yet been fulfilled We've studied the four spring feasts and they've all been fulfilled in Christ and by the giving of the Spirit of God and the birthing of the church. And now we're in the church age, awaiting on the fall feast to yet be fulfilled. It is by not is no coincidence that I don't believe that Rosh Hashanah, which is coming up in September, the Feast of Trumpets, correlates with the rapture where the last trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air where the church is taken, raptured up out of this world before this great tribulation that is coming and that judgment is coming on this earth. Let me tell you what, that's That's this is September. I mean, it's just right around the corner. We're going to be going into Rosh Hashanah and then the other fall feasts that have yet to be fulfilled with tabernacles and, and God's habitation and is setting up His millennial kingdom here and His rule and reign and all that is yet to come and be fulfilled. And God is saying in the last days, He said there would be a great... Uh, harvest that would come in there would be a revival that would take place on a great harvest well in order for God to reach more and do more he's got to use us that's his choice so that means he's got to enlarge us and he's given us a prophetic word I want to do more in these last days through your life I want you to influence more people I want you to let my light shine through you in the darkness of more people's life I need you to enlarge I think back, uh, you know, back in uh, 2012, I think it was, when the Lord gave us this prophetic word to rise and build and, and to enlarge our, 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 our tents, and uh, we began to step out in faith. And we had a little chapel there, if you remember, and a little parsonage there. And, and uh, next thing you know, here we are following the will of God. Here we are where we are today. Hallelujah. We look back over several years and go, Wow. And there were some naysayers, small-minded people who said, Ah, you can do more. You don't need a building. You can do more. Just put your money towards uh, evangelism and ministry and outreach. Well, you know what? They, th- those small-minded uh, voices we heard, uh, those folks, we don't even know where they're at anymore. Now, they really weren't a part of the church then. They just wanted to come by to share their opinion. You know, while they were passing by they wanted to share their opinion of small mindedness and now in a month we do more in missions and we do more in evangelism and we do more with uh, keeping homes open for unwed mothers and helping with the crisis pregnancy center and more in feeding and clothing the homeless and the hungry we do more in supporting orphanages and we do more in helping widows today we do more in a month than we used to do in a whole year come on now And somebody says, you'll do less because you're all about a building. Let me tell you what. While the church is not the building, we do know when John was caught up into the third heaven and Jesus said, take dictation, John, and these seven letters are to go to seven churches. It just so happened that it was seven churches that had their own building. It could have been a church that met under an oak tree, but he sent those letters to churches that had their own building because I reckon God knew that there was an establishment there, that they were staked down, and that it would have uh, its a way of getting through the generations and the, and, and the millennial, you might would say, uh, that we still get them today. Hallelujah. So there's something about the permanence of who we are. We're not, the church is not a building, it is not an organization, it is an organism, that's us, the living, the men and women, sons and daughters of God that make up the church, but God has called us ecclesia, together into a habitation, and he has told us to enlarge our tent, so Physically, we enlarge, but we're not only to limit it to a building. It means to go beyond that to our influence and the impact that we have as individuals in the world that we live in. Hallelujah. So I hear the Lord calling us higher. He's calling us higher. He is calling you to a higher height. He is calling you to greater effectiveness. Do you hear what I'm saying? He is calling you to supernatural source and he is calling you to the next level and he says, I I won't meet you there. I'm already there. So I'm calling you up to where I am, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. And don't let the little things trip you up. The little foxes have always tried to spoil the vine. Don't let the little things trip you up. You remember Jabez's prayer. God said, this is such a powerful prayer. I'm going I'm to break my rule. Usually is just between you and me It's private. He said, but I'm going I'm to tell you his prayer. So he, God lets us in on Jabez's prayer and lets, me hear, let, lets us hear it because God was so touched and moved by it. And part of Jabez's prayer was enlarge my territory, O God. Enlarge the place of your tent. And he says, I want to be used by you, God, to have more influence and more impact than ever before. And God says, I like that kind of praying. So much so, I'll use it as an example in my word to let others hear that kind of prayer. So please listen to me this morning. When, When God is going to enlarge you, you can't stay in your comfort zone. When God is enlarging you, you can't hang around folks that you're just comfortable with. Come on now. you got to enlarge your tent. You've got to enlarge your habitation. You, know, you need to hang around people who have accomplished more than you. You need to hang around people who have witnessed more different things than you have witnessed. You, you don't need to hang around folks exactly like you because what good is it, right? We're just there patting each other on the back. We need to be enlarged. And enlargement is the word that God has for us in this season. So you can either receive it or reject it. Uh, He he says, I want you to guard yourselves against a barren mindset and guard yourself against barren-minded people who speak barren words, who focus on a barren life, who live for barrenness rather than the word of God. We're talking about spiritually barren people. You know them that speak negative. You ever met one? They live with anger because in the desert of their life, they've cut everything off except for that which they're holding on to, which is the negative stuff that is drying them up from the inside out. The barren people, they give little and they demand much. God says, I want you to start hanging around enlargement people. Enlargement people who stimulate new dreams. I pray that I can be used of God as an enlargement person in your life. I pray that God would use me to stimulate new dreams in your life, to stir up new ideas in your life, to encourage new inspiration every week of your life. As you rise up out of here, you go out thinking, I will be used of God to enlarge the world with the glory of God this week. God's going to use me. Hallelujah. So are you willing to include some new people in your life? You need to if you accept this word of enlargement. If you're the smartest one in your group, you need to get a new group. Right? So so to enlarge your tent means you must meet somebody new, build some new relationships, people who will challenge you in your faith, people who will stretch you in your faith, people who will inspire you in your faith and, and include some people in your world that think different than you maybe has a different cultural background that's good that's good man i learned so much i'm married to a woman with a different culture grew up in romania and when i meet <clears throat> get with her family and and get and we sit down at the dinner table and we just uh Question her and how did this, how did y'all do this? How did y'all do that? The underground church. I mean, our concept of an underground church is like that. That just seems like something you'd see in a movie. But here you get to talk to somebody. They had to put pillows in their windows and, and to keep the praises of God somewhat silent so that the police that were outside and the guards that were marching by would not hear the praises and come and arrest them. That is just foreign to our mindset. But yet the boldness that they had the boldness that they had that we're not going to silence our tongue. We'll take precautions to keep from uh, bringing the devil in here trying to stop what we're doing. But we're going to praise God. Hallelujah. I love that. I love that. And then you get in a church in America, and if you're not careful, we will silence our tongue as though we're afraid the guards are outside. I say put pillows in the windows of the church and let your voice ring forth and praise God. But we live in a land of freedom, and we should be taking advantage of that and ascribing all the glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving to God that we can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So enlarge is your word. Secondly, stretch, he said. Stretch out the curtains. And you can't have relationships without being stretched. How many of you know that some relationships stretch your nerves? Somebody's having an anniversary today. Twenty-three years. I guarantee you at least one hour in those 23 years... They've stretched each other's nerves, I guarantee you. It's probably only about one hour into 23 years, but, you know, how many else in here has been married at least a day or two? Okay. You, you think you're all that, but you have stretched your spouse's nerves, I can promise you. And I heard a loud amen, and I hope they didn't have a spouse beside them. oh, oh. oh. You'll be buying lunch today (laughs) and washing the dishes afterwards. Praise God. You can't make new friends and relationships without being stretched. You can't reach to where God is leading us without being stretched. You cannot fulfill the vision of God for your life without being stretched because His vision for your life is bigger. It's greater than where you are right now. So we need to just go ahead and yield and say, stretch me, God and use me for your glory. See, a rubber band will never fulfill its purpose unless it's stretched, right? And notice when it's stretched, it's most valuable. And you and I, when our faith is stretched, you're most valuable, you might would say, in the kingdom work that God is doing. Now, I know it's easier to live a non-stretched life, but if it wasn't for stretching, none of us would have life. If you remember when you came into your mother's womb there had to go a nine month process of you growing and taking up more and more space which caused your mother to stretch. Right? Some of you mothers still may have some stretch marks to remind you that that kid was a little bigger than he should have been or he grew a little faster than your cells of your skin could handle and there's evidence that stretching has taken place but there would be no life if there was not for the stretching i feel that god is taking us as a people here at christian embassy from one level to the next level and now is not the time for us to back up and now is not the time for us to get into fear and not now is not the time for us to say let somebody else do it god is calling us to do more And the good thing is He won't put more on us than we can handle, but we need to be willing to handle what He's putting on us. Jesus told His disciples in John 16 and 12, I have so much more, so much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. So He's very, very sensitive to not breaking us and not overwhelming us But he's also given us a word that I don't want you to remain dormant. I want to stretch you. And I want to take you to the next level. Hallelujah. So you and I need to just yield to this process and say, yes, Lord, use me for greater. And you know, the more that you're willing to be used by the Lord, the more he'll use you remember the talents, uh, the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 where Jesus said he gave five talents to one, he gave two talents to one and one talent to one. And when he came back, the one who had five had doubled it to ten, the one who had two doubled it to four, and the one who had one was afraid. He didn't want to be stretched. He was afraid, and he buried it. And Jesus called him a wicked and evil uh, 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 person because he was so afraid and did not take it and at least bring some increase. So much so that he cursed him, but he took that one and the one who had five and made it ten, who had now the most, he gave that one to the one who was doing the most. Some of you need to say, hallelujah, I'm willing to be stretched. God used me to maximum capacity. And when, he does, when you say that, he says, I'll even take what's over here and add that to you because of your mindset and your heart and your willingness to be used by me. Praise God. Hallelujah. I say don't go to a church where you're all comfortable. Don't go to a church where it, you can expect what's going to happen every week. is the same old nothingness. You need to be stretched. The Word of God should challenge you. The Word of God should pull on you. The Word of God should call you to a higher height. The Word of God should bring forth conviction by the Holy Spirit to bring you to your knees to drop and, 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 and roll. You might would say drop uh, and roll and let go of the mess that the devil put on you. Be washed by the Word of God. Cleansed by the Spirit of God. Sanctified by the anointing of His Word that you you would rise up into a new week to go out and to be used in sharp effectiveness for advancing the kingdom of god i say yes god you want a higher a greater anointing on me to have the flow into this church as a shepherd to lead it to a higher height and a greater impact yes god i make myself available for you praise the lord thank you jesus thank you jesus Man, I look back over the history of this church, and I know what stretching is. I remember we moved here in 1992 to start this work, inherited a little chapel here, and a little property, and uh, it wasn't usable at the time. So we started in the Centerville Elementary School in 1992, right down the road here in the cafeteria. We had to scrape the pizza up off the floor before the first service, and and, uh, we got in there, and that was the opening of it. But then God says, I want you to take these people now. You stretched and you've got a new church going. I want you to take these people and and, and renovate this building. And I told them, we got a building down here. It's in bad shape, but if we work together, we can make it happen. And they joined me down here and we began to renovate and tear out and replace carpet and took the choir loft out of that church and put it up into the balcony, which used to be a mechanical room and made a balcony up there and a little sound room up there and a little tiny corner. And my goodness, uh, we were so happy with what God was doing. He stretched us. We still had mud to drive up in the parking lot. And I uh, would go and I got a letter uh, tithes that were sent in from a little rickety, shaking handwriting. And I'm like, who is this? I could barely read it, and I got figured the address out, and I went and found it was a person who had used to attend the old church that was here, and the church had shut down, but they didn't know that, and, uh, and so it was still coming to the mailbox. And I went and found them, um, and they were you know shut in at that time, couldn't get out, but they began to tell me the story of what the church was that they were a part of. And they said, uh, we were a group of people and we believed God for this land and, and uh, out on Centerville Turnpike and there was a lot of naysayers. So why in the world do you want to move way out there in the country in the pig pen or pig, pig parlor, pig farm territory or whatever? You know, why would you want to go out there? And, and they said, well, God told us to go out there. And they said, well, we're not going with you. And they said, well, we're, we're going where God said go. Aren't you glad that those folks would believe God even in the midst of such opposition? And they came out here and they purchased the property. Then she said, uh, "It took years. They built the, sh- the shell of the building, and uh, they had the beams. If you remember, the chapel had those exposed beams. Those beams used to sit in the, uh, along the uh, walls, and they didn't have a roof on it. And they would meet in there with the open heavens when it didn't rain. And they would actually have church in the building without a roof on it." She said. And then one time she was here and it rained and her car got bogged down in the muck in the, that was out here. And uh, it, it started a, a series of panic attacks. So she, she uh, they pushed, finally pushed her out, but that scared her so much. The devil got in and she never came back, never came back. She was afraid that she would get bogged down again on the property. She's telling me all of this and I'm like, thank God those brothers and sisters and men and women who were, were sacrificially being stretched and, and, and willing to expand in the way that they did to, to give us what we have today. That we were able to take that foundation and take this property and to build upon it a work of God. See, God had a plan. God saw all of this back in 1960-something. He saw you here today in 1960-something. And what we're doing today, he sees who's going to be here when he says your, 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 your inheritance is going to be your children, your grandchildren are going to be impacted by what you do when you and your barrenness cry out and you expand and you enlarge yourself. So what we're doing today is going to impact the generations to come should the Lord tarry. Hallelujah. So we moved into that building. I remember in 1999, God says, you know, you got to build, you got to build. So we, we looked and we said, okay, we'll build the fellowship hall. So we built the fellowship hall in 99, got moved in 2000. And, and that was a big stretch. It was a, a big note that we had. And we put a lot of money in the infrastructure, a, a, a parking lot, so we could go from the mud and the bogging down. And the rocks that we added on top the mud that we used to drive in, if anybody remembers that. And, uh, and, and we got a crushing run, a foundation, and everything built up. And we're looking at about $200,000, and, and I think it was like a 20-year note. And we just, God stretched us, and we took care of that thing in just a matter of years had it paid off. And, and then we're like, well, we've got the fellowship hall. We've got the Crush and Run Foundation for a parking lot. We'll pave it one day and then we'll be all set. And God says, in what it was it 90, in 2012? He said, no, no, you're going to rise and build. You're going to rise and build. Y'all remember that. And then uh, he, he gave us the vision of this ministry center back here. This was just a swamp and trees. And he said, this is, you know, and we're like, wow, this is a big stretching you know, there's other ones seem like big stretches at the time, but this was a big stretching, but I thank God today that we stood up and said, yes, Lord. Amen? Because we've all been stretched and some people said, it'll break you. No, it's made us more powerful. It's made us more influential. It's made, like I said, we do more in a month now than we used to do in a whole year for advancing the kingdom of God and reaching the nations of the world and feeding the hungry and clothing the naked and helping the orphans and blessing the widows and evangelizing and taking the gospel message. Let me tell you what. More now in in, in 30 days than we used to in 365 days and we keep growing. Hallelujah. Because God is faithful. Shout stretch. Come on. Shout stretch. Souls are at stake. Come on. Stretch. The harvest is ripe. Stretch. Jesus is coming. We need to be stretched. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Wow. Then that third prophetic word is lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords. Now cords have to do with relationships. You can look at Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, and we're told that a threefold cord cannot easily be broken. So here, cords talk about relationships. And uh, we need to lengthen our reach. We need to lengthen our reach, the Bible is saying. I don't know if you get tired of living in a rut. I sure do. And you get tired of just going through the motions, and I sure do. Uh, there's an enemy called average. There's an enemy called average. And if you're sick and tired of that enemy called average, all you got to do is heed the word of God and lengthen your cords, lengthen your reach, and you will find that there is so much yet to be learned. There's so much great relationships. There's so much awesome People that God still wants to bring into your life and bring you into their life. So I'm receiving a word for Christian Embassy today that we're gonna reach more for Christ than ever before. I received that word. You can mark it down on this Faith Expansion Sunday that we're going to reach more people for Christ than we ever have before. We're going to touch more with the power of God than we've ever touched before. We're going to see more people healed than we've ever seen healed in the history of this church. We're going to see more people saved, more people delivered. I receive this word today. We're going to see more people that are hungry fed physical food as well as spiritual food. We're going to see more people that are naked physically clothed and spiritually clothed. We're going to see more of the unreached reached with the salvific knowledge of Jesus Christ I say it today and as I release it today you can mark God's word on this house that he's already backing it up with his power, his resources his anointing, his spirit and it will be it will be so in Jesus name and in order to do all of this he says strengthen your stakes strengthen your stakes this is the concept of driving your stakes down getting them deep down so that they can hold the pressure that they can hold the wind and the storms that the enemy is going to try to send against your life. I remember back in probably uh, 96 or so Uh, 97 maybe, I don't remember exact date, but we used to have a little 20 by 20 seven foot ceiling garage that sat where the kitchen is in the fellowship hall. And uh, it extends a little out on the bar. If you go walk there, you can feel a little ridge of the cement there where we budded up to it. And it was a little swift building. Uh, The swift builders used to come and build these little 20 by 20 garages for folks. And that's what they built uh, before I came here, and they were using it for the fellowship hall. It had dark paneling, a seven foot ceiling that you could almost touch with your head, no windows, no windows, no plumbing. Okay, it was just a little box that was used for the fellowship hall. Well, we rigged up, and it was a rigging. You, Brother Mark, you wouldn't have appreciated this. It was not permitted, but we rigged up a water hose system of plumbing and oh my goodness you don't even want to know and we cut a hole and put a window unit in and, uh, and, and we still didn't have any windows but we, that was our fellowship hall and uh, we it didn't hold many because it's just a little 20 by 20 so we built, we had a big function coming up and we built this platform or decking out by the side of it where we were going to eat and we just got the little fellowship hall where you got your food and then you went into the tent And where that cement pad is today, where all the children's equipment and that nice little fence is out there, that whole cement pad was a wood deck that we built. And it was built to accommodate a tent that was donated to us. So it was this big 30 by 40 tent, I think it was, yellow and white stripes big big thing like a circus tent almost and we set that thing up and we were so proud of that thing we hung lights in that rigged again not permitted and uh, we we bought the walls for it. I mean the siding for it you know that would roll up and roll down we that thing was so heavy and so massive that we smart folks nah said we don't need to stake this thing down oh (laughs) The weather was fine. Everything was fine. It was so heavy. It was amazing. So we had our function, and it worked really well. We had to build a wooden deck there because it was all mud, and uh, and I remember losing my boots trying to go from post to post building the deck. (laughs) Suction of pulling my boots off. I finally just went barefooted. It was in December, and it was cold, and uh, it was a mess, but nonetheless, we had some, some times here. But nonetheless, we had this, had heaters in there. It was amazing. But guess what? The calm weather changed. And a day came, and we didn't stake this thing, and the wind started blowing. And I remember it was late at night, and the wind really picked up and started blowing, and I started calling for help. And nobody, it was Christmas time, nobody wanted to talk to me about going out there in that mud and staking that tent. I went out there and I'd grab a pole and it would pick me up. So I said, if it goes, it goes. Well, it got twisted and bent and the roof part got bent in and then it started raining. And all where it was bent in started filling up with water, the weight of all that water. And then, as Virginia will do, we went from wind and rain, it froze and it turned to ice. And then on top of the ice, it started snowing. Can you imagine And that tent came tumbling down it came tumbling down none of that would have happened had we driven down the stakes and set it the way the roof would have always been to place where the water would have rolled off the ice would have never been able to form and we would not have had that let me tell you what you got to put your stakes down today may be a calm day but you need your stakes and you need to drive them deep You need to drive them deep in the Word of God. You need to say, this is what the Lord says and I'm going to stand with this no matter if it's sunshiny or if the wind's blowing. This is truth. This is righteousness. This is what God's called me to do. This is the church God's called me to do. I'm going to stick with it whether it's windy or whether the sun's shining. Whether it's storming or whether it's perfect weather. I know what God has said and I'm going to drive my stakes down and I'm not going to be blown off of course and blown into a path of destruction because Because I'm driving my stakes down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I challenge you today to drive your stakes down. Because there are some real absolutes. I don't care what the 21st century says. There is a place that you are created by God to belong. And people you need to be committed to. There are some places you don't need to go and don't need to be committed to. And you need to make sure there are no stakes driving you down and holding you there. There are some core beliefs that we need to drive our stakes down and do not live with compromise. We need to stand in faith, whether it's sunshiny or rainy. We need to stand in faith, whether it's going our way or going against our way. We need to stand on the Word of God regardless. It is the plumb line of our life. So drive your stakes down. Drive them deep, he says. Strengthen them. And then finally, we wrap up with this one. He says... Going back to the first verse there, he said, sing, sing, O barren, you have not born, you who have not born. You've not experienced it yet. That's what he's saying. You've not been there yet, but I need you to sing before you get there because I'm going to take you there. I need you to believe me saith the Lord I need to see your expression of faith before the breakthrough before the next level before the increase before the promotion before the manifest of healing before the manifest of deliverance he said I want you to sing now hallelujah I have a word for somebody here today if you're tired of all the negative folks bringing you down and all the setbacks that are trying to hold you back and all of the attacks that's trying to pile on you this this is the word of the Lord for you the next level of your life it will not be unhappy it will not be unproductive it will not be unfruitful it will not be unfulfilled it will not be unmotivated because God is going to bless you with this next level and you're going to break out to the right and you're going to break out to the left he's going to enlarge your capacity he's going to stretch you he's going to lengthen your reach he's going to stretch strengthen your stakes, but what He wants from you today is for you to break forth and begin to praise Him and begin to sing unto Him and in their barren state to break out in song and know that your praise, you praise a God who is able, He's able to deliver you, He's able to heal you, He's able to bring you up and to bring you through and to bring you over, He's able to prosper you, He's able to shut the door that needs to be shut and open the door that needs to be opened he is able to give you life he is able to give you strength He is able to give you wisdom let me say unto you today the next level is yours the favor of God is yours the blessing is yours but he wants to see a people of faith Who will break forth and praise him now in your barrenness now before you see it somebody give the lord a shout of praise come on somebody give the lord a shout of praise come on somebody give the lord a shout of praise hallelujah 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 he is a good god He is an awesome God. He is a powerful God. And He wants to use you. And He wants to bless you. And He wants to flow through you at another level, at another level, at the next level. Hallelujah. Father, we just stand in Your presence now. Lord, our hands lifted up as a sign of surrender. Lord, we're here to surrender to Your will. Surrender to Your Word. Surrender to your spirit. Surrender to your way. Lord God, we know you're calling us up. You're calling us higher. You're calling us to more. More impact. More influence. More anointing, God. More. More. Lord, I see this increase. Increase in wealth, increase in resources, increase in talent, increase in anointing. I see it, Lord. I see it, Lord. You've got a world that you want to reach, a world that you love, that you so loved you gave your only begotten son for. And you want to reach this world. You want to impact this world. You want to change this world. You want to help turn this world around. And you're using us. You're using us. So lengthen us, strengthen us, establish us, enlarge us. Hallelujah. Entrust us with more of your finances, Lord. Entrust us with more of your souls, Lord. Entrust us with more of your power, Lord. trust us with more healing virtue, Lord. Entrust us with more, more, more. Lord God, we're here. Our hands are lifted up. We're surrendered to you. And as our hands are lifted up, as lightning would reach and touch a lightning rod, let the power of heaven reach and touch our uplifted hands today. And recharge us, Lord God. You said recharge tarry in Jerusalem until you're dude from on high with power. Lord God, give us the power from on high. Power to go to the next level. Power to impact your kingdom power to advance your kingdom Lord God here we are Lord we cast aside all sin we cast aside everything that violates your will we repent Lord God we don't want to be held back we don't want to be walking in the wrong way we repent Lord God we turn our affection to you we turn our heart to you we turn our minds to you and we say I surrender all I surrender all Oh, God, unto Thee I surrender. I surrender my past. I surrender my present. And I surrender my future. Lord God, let it come. Let it come upon me today. Go ahead and say it. Lord God, let it come. Let it come upon me today. Your anointing. Your Word. Your calling. Your impact. Let it impact me that it might impact others. Let your anointing anoint me that it might flow through to anoint others. Lord God, let your healing virtue flow through me that it might flow through to heal others. Lord God, let your love flow in me that it may flow out and your they may know the love, your love for others, Lord God. Lord, I'm here a living sacrifice. I take up my cross. Tell Him, I take up my cross. I die to myself so that I might live for You, Lord. I die to my selfish ambition that I might live for Your purpose and Your plan. Tell Him now. Be serious with Him now. Lord, I take up my cross daily. I'm not going to let my ambition stand in the way of fulfilling Your purpose for my life. Here am I, Lord God. Send me. Be like the prophet who said, Here am I, God, send me. You need somebody to go in power. You need somebody to go and carry your glory. You need somebody to go and carry your anointing. You need somebody to go and let that person in the grocery store sense the love of God, sense the love of a neighbor, sense the love of your power and your spirit. Here am I, God, send me. My family member, Lord God, who have been holding on to that thing, I'm letting them go right now. They need to see forgiveness at work. They need to see release at work. I'm not going to hold them back uh, by my holding this unforgiveness and this grudge, but I let them go right now. That partner that cheated on me, I let them go right now. That business partner that robbed from me, I let them go right now. That person that abandoned me, I let them go right now. That person that abused me, I let them go right now. That I might be used by you to show your forgiveness to them, Lord God, that they too might turn to you and be forgiven, Lord. Lord, use me to enlarge your kingdom to expand your kingdom. Lord God, to strengthen your kingdom. Lord God, to have a greater, greater impact for eternity. Here, my God. Here, my God. Send me. Would you sincerely tell Him that, God? Here, my Send me. Here, my God. Use me. Here, my God. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee. All to Thee I surrender. I'm yours, Lord. Tell him that. I'm yours, Lord. Lord, I don't want to live for me. I want to live for you. Somebody tell him today. Tell him he needs to hear it from your mouth. He needs to hear it from your mouth and from your heart. Lord God, I'm not living for me any longer. I want to live for you. Lord, I want my life to count for you. You gave your life for me. Now I give my life for you.
1: Is there anybody here right now
0: will tell him that? Lord, you gave your life for me. I'm going to give my life for you. Lord, I want to be used by you take me to the next level take me to the next level of expanding your kingdom and the influence that it has here on earth as it is in heaven hallelujah hallelujah the Holy Spirit yes the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you what is he saying before we rush out of here we need to respond need to respond. He may be telling you, you need to, you need to, as, as, as a, an expression of faith, you need to go and kneel on that altar. Then you go and do it. Kneel on that altar. He may say, you need to go and lay prostrate before me. You need to do that. He may say, you need to go stand at that altar. You do that. He may say, you need to kneel at your seat. You kneel at your seat. Whatever He's telling you to do, do it. Say, Lord, I'm here to obey You. He's going to give you an instruction of something to do just to test you to see if you're sincere and you're going to obey Him when you ask Him. And He'll he'll give you something real simple to do to see if you will honor Him in the small things so that He can entrust you with greater things. He may be telling you, as soon as you get out of here, you need to call so-and-so or you need to go visit so-and-so and you need to release them or you need to pray for them or you need to love on them maybe someone that you're even here with that you've not been treating right and you need to turn to them and say I'm so sorry and ask for their forgiveness and you need to commit that you're going to love them with the love of Christ and you're gonna, you, God's going to help you change to be more like Christ whatever the Spirit of God is telling you to do right now you need to do it just do it and as you obey Him you will find that He will entrust you with more this week, greater things this week. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord, what are you saying? come to a close we're not bringing to an end what God is doing we're just coming to a moment of dismissal so that we can go forth in this life in this week and continue what God has started here today so in your mind please don't think that you're stopping and this is over for really this is just the beginning let us go into the highways and go into the byways and find those that are hurting, find those who are in bondage, find those that are in darkness and let the light of God's love shine through us. Let the salt of God's word flow through us. Let the love of God touch others through us and let us compel them from our lives, from the anointing of God on us. Let us compel them to come into the kingdom, to come into the kingdom, to come into the kingdom. So, if you feel like you're prepared for this week just respond by saying I'm prepared again if you feel prepared if not I got some more preaching I can do to help prepare you say I'm prepared, I'm prepared to let God use me Father I pray you heard their hearts Lord God let the word that you have shared and by the power of your Holy Ghost Go with each and every one of us, God. And that as we walk in obedience to your word, Spirit of God, enlarge your kingdom through us. Bring souls into your kingdom through us. Let us help reach the hurting through us. For we've dedicated our lives to you. Now bless each and every one as we go. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.